These are, these are not great um, stewardship Sunday elections. Um, I don't know where the widow's might is or something like that. I mean, the rich young ruler, you know, give everything you have to the poor, then come follow me. Those, those preach a lot better for, for, for stewardship. Um, but, but in actuality, these, these passages may be um, really cut to the heart of, of the mission of the church and also what it is to be a steward not only of God's resources, but, but defining what those resources might well be. And so um, we'll, just, we'll just dive in, right? Uh, we have this passage. It's in Luke's Gospels. Um, a little bit, a little bit tricky anyway, uh, because because a lot of times it gets misinterpreted. At least the second part of this as being sort of an end times type passage of what happened when Jesus returns. So people say to me, so "Don't come after me. Don't follow them. Don't you know, pay attention. There's going to be wars and earthquakes and all of these things are going to happen. You're going to hear about it. Pay no attention to that." Um, and, and so many people have that as being, that's what's going to happen when Jesus returns, right? There's going to be um, wars and earthquakes, and you're dragged before rulers and governors and um, all of these things. Um, but, you know, some of that may be true. But this is specifically about the destruction of the temple. It's going to happen, you know, within a generation, generation and a half or so in Israel. That, that the temple will be destroyed. And when, when the temple is destroyed, there's going to be false prophets calling you to come after them in order to save the temple. Save the temple is going to be you know, one of these things. No, I am a prophet of the Lord and he's calling us to save the temple. And she's saying, don't listen to them because the temple is going to be destroyed. You're going to hear about earthquakes because there wasn't you know, Fox News or CNN or social media, Facebook, any of those things, say an earthquake happened today on the other, you know, the, you're sort of depending on this. You're here about it through the grapevine months after the fact that it's taken place, right? There's wars. You're going to hear about rumors of wars long before wars ever get to you. All of these things that, you know, are going to be taking place. Just know that those things are coming. And it's not going to save the temple. In fact, in other Gospels it says, when you hear about these things, you might want to just get out of town. And hopefully it's not raining. And the, the, rivers, aren't, you know, the rivers aren't bad. And hopefully you're not pregnant or nursing children. Because you really need to get, you know, you really need to just hustle out of there. Because the temple is going to be destroyed. And this is really what this, this, this whole passage is. And how that may tie into stewardship is, is a lot of what, how oftentimes we think of church, or we can think of church. I, I remember, I remember a, a priest friend of mine who said that he was getting pushback from a couple people in his parish because they said his sermons, he said, you're, you're not preaching enough about St. Paul's. You're preaching too much about Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and that becomes this, this issue with a lot of places where, where the church starts, the church building 
starts taking the place of the church, the body of believers, the mission and the focus and the love and grace of God that's supposed to extend into the world. As William Temple, the Archbishop, once said, the church is the only organization that's sole purpose of existence is not for its members, right? It's for those outside in order to, to extend the grace and love of God to the world. And so, um, in many ways, this is a good stewardship, sort of a difficult stewardship sermon, but one that, that says, um, look at this building. Look at how beautiful the jewels and the stones Look at, look at how amazing it is. And Jesus says, yep, but it's going to be gone. It's going to be gone before you know it. Um, and even for us, as much as we, you know, you don't want to say about, about St. Matthias, it may not be gone in, in, in one generation, but someday this building will be gone. But the, but the whole purpose, of course, of, of Jesus saying this, for one thing, there's, there's a whole shift of, of thought and of reality, which is that, that God's presence was in the temple, right? If you wanted to see God, you went to the temple. If you wanted to know God, you went to the temple. If you wanted to experience God, you had to go to the temple. You had to offer your sacrifices. You had to offer your, your, your thank offerings and gifts and pledges and receive God's love, almost like a transactional purchase. I will come to the temple. God lives there in the Holy of Holies. I will go to the priest and give this, and we will earn God's blessing. That's how this system had sort of become. And Jesus says that time is coming to an end. For no longer will God reside in the temple because the temple will be not there. God will reside in you, in me, through the Holy Spirit. Then no longer will you have to go and worship on this mountain or that mountain. The hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship in the Spirit and truth right where they are. Right? The, the, the Spirit of God begins to fill us and to bless us and to be a part of us. And so now when we talk about stewardship of the church. We're talking about each of us building up one another in Christ. Yes, it's great to have a building so we can come to worship the living God. It's great to have a building where we can gather and proclaim and be fed so we can go out into the world to be liked to the world. All of those things are necessary. But it's always important to understand what the mission is. The mission is the work that we do. One of the things that, that um, Cynthia, Cynthia and Bill and I uh, were on a call the other day with, with one of the people from the diocese. I don't, I don't know if you know, in the, in the diocese, the, the average Sunday attendance right now across the diocese is about half of what it was before the pandemic except in our parish, it's about 83% return to where it was. And so 
they're sort of asking, what, what are the, some of the things that, that we've done and we did? And, and over and over again, what came up from Bill and from Cynthia for me is, we all contributed, right? We all continue to take part in worship, through the videos, we had, we had lots of people taking part. We had, as soon as, as much as we could get together, we'd, we'd manipulate it to get together in the parking lot or in the pavilion or over here, over there. But what it was, was everybody sort of wants to be together and, and be part. And it isn't one person or one group. It isn't like the Thessalonians where a couple people were providing all the money and everybody else was idle. The, the, the one passage in, in, this, in this translation says, um, you're, not, you're, you're walking in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Like you're just, you're just wandering around, not busy at doing anything for the gospel, not doing anything for sharing the love and grace of Christ, not doing anything for the mission and spirit of God and bringing forth healing into the world. You're just worried about gossip. You're just waiting around for Jesus to come back and for this all to be over and we don't really have to do anything. Our life is just great. There's a mission and an invitation and a call and a purpose, I think, that we have at St. Matthias um, that, that, that continues to drive us and to encourage us and that lives in us that um, the Spirit of God is real. And this is, as we said to the, the diocese, we are the church. As much as we wanted to get back to our building, we could still be the church outside of the building. Um, and it's helped us. Um, and it continues in passages like this to encourage us that stewardship is not just about about um, raising money. Stewardship is about the ways that we use all the gifts that God gives us, the ministries that we share, the love that we share, the grace that we share. When I was in, when I was in um, the Diocese of Albany, the bishop tried over and over again, not successfully, I might add, to get parishes to have their stewardship campaigns in Easter season. And he wanted them to have stewardship campaigns in Easter season in order to disconnect giving with budget. So that the giving of the church had nothing to do with the church's budget. And as you can imagine, he was met with much resistance. But, but the idea sort of still is, is powerful, right? It's still an important um, idea that even as we come into our stewardship, we give not because we need to meet a budget. We give because of the joy that's in our heart. We give because of the blessings that we receive. We give because the Spirit of God dwells within us. And we're so grateful and we're so thankful. This is what, what stewardship is. Not a supporting an organization. Not meeting um, a line item, but to respond out of the abundant blessings that God has shared with us and the, the anointing that God has poured out upon us. And so it's to that end that we, that we invite you to give, to share, to
class. Um, because we are the church. And it's that reason that we're having this, this dinner and this celebration on Saturday, that we can rejoice with one another, that we can celebrate with one another, that God has indeed continued to provide and to bless and to anoint us um, throughout this, this difficult season. And that, that what else can we do but celebrate? What else can we do but bring forth the joy of God? Upon us, and so I do once again want to want to encourage you to come Saturday um, and to take part in this celebration dinner, to be here, um, to be present um, with us. Um, I would say what just one other thing. This is just a, an aside, but it's but it's, I think it's an important aside as we as we look at it, what it is to, to sort of give forth out already already this year. I think in our in our budget. Um, our, our, our budget that we presented last year, we, we thought by the end of the year we might give away um, $10,000 in alms. We've already, we've already exceeded that um, in October, over $10,500 in alms. And we haven't even hit the, the Christmas casa and all of the other things where there's usually a lot more giving. So, I mean, the generosity that flows out of this parish is, is amazing. And wonderful and um, oftentimes stewardship is, is a lot about saying won't you give um, but I just want to say thank you for all that you've given um, thank you for for the ways in which you which you um, give to this church and your generosity not just to this church but to the but to the um, outreach ministries of our community um, it speaks volumes of who we are and the blessings that God has given us. And so, um, thank you on behalf of the vestry and, and myself for, for, your, for your great generosity. And I pray that we might continue to live fully in the glory and grace of God. Amen.